If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Is YouTube turning my seventh grader into a socialist? I'll tell you what she said about Obamacare, and you tell me how to set her straight. The Monica Perez Show starts now. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. And I tell you my libertarian take on the news of the week. There is plenty of stuff going on. I've got my priorities in order, but I do want to cover a few different things. But my top priority is to let you know that this week is the Aflac Cancer Center Carathon, WSB's Carathon, where they raise money for to battle childhood cancer. And it's such a great cause. It starts 5 a.m. on Thursday. I will be on the air uh, with Dave Baker and Krista DiBiaz starting 11 o'clock on Thursday evening, 11 p.m. on Thursday. We're going to do kind of the beginning of the night shift, and it's always lots of fun. Dave kind of teases me a bit, um, so maybe you can come uh, defend me and my good friend Krista. Always, It's always super fun. But what I really like about it is when we get the libertarians listening, they contribute and like sets records for how much people contribute overnight because libertarians know that voluntary contributions are the key to a stable society without a lot of government coercion so we get into some principles but really it's just a very very good cause and a lot of fun so uh contribute during the carathon tune in at 11 o'clock on thursday to hear dave and krista and uh and i do so have some fun and then uh this week what I want to talk about on the show today, a few things happened. There's some drama came out of the White House on the uh, press office shakeup. I saw that coming since Inauguration Day. I knew something like this would happen. I've talked about a few of the elements that I think came together this week. But to me, that's the fluff story. I want to talk about that a little bit later. It's fun. It's interesting. But the real, I'm always craving a discussion of the real policy issues that we're facing right now. And of course, the biggest one to me is uh, health care, is uh, Obamacare. I myself, I mean, it's there's so many reasons and it's so crystal clear that the federal government has no place in health care. It's unconstitutional. There's so, so many things. It's not necessary. There's no reason states can't handle it. All of that. But this week, the Republicans who now control the House, the Senate, and the White House are uh, failed to repeal Obamacare. It's, it's, uh, they have more time to do it, but this was like a major failure uh, to not get it done before the, the summer recess. And some, I, I read numerous articles of the past few days out of the Wall Street Journal th- who lay the blame at possibly solely at the feet of Rand Paul, who refused to vote for this Obamacare light. 
for Trump care. He said it doesn't effectively repeal Obamacare and he wouldn't do it. And in this case, I stand with Rand, as they say. I don't always. I think he is a, a compromiser and he's been accused of just standing in the way of this because really in Kentucky they want to keep Obamacare. It's possible. I, I really don't know. Uh, but the reality is the voters, Republican voters, wanted a repeal of Obamacare. And the Republicans sent, did repeal it or voted to repeal it, sent it to Obama's desk numerous times. And uh, they did that to demonstrate to their voters, their constituents, that they wanted to repeal it. And now, instead of repealing it, and build a bridge, like put a fund aside or whatever to get people off Obamacare since they're addicted to it or whatever, already been damaged by it. Build a bridge, take it slow, whatever, but just get it out of the federal, uh, the purview of the federal government. But they're not doing that. They are saying it, is, it belongs in the federal government and we're going to give you our version of it. And to me, that's totally unacceptable. But <laughs> I was thrown for a loop this week. When I was, I think I was eating breakfast or something, and my daughter was chattering. She's a seventh grader. And uh, she said, you know, Obamacare sounds like a good idea. I, I don't know why people don't like it. <laughs> and I was like, I had just watched Saturday Night Fever. And I, like, had this flash of, of, the, of the mom, the Italian mom, when the older brother tells her he's leaving the priesthood like what that must look like like the fork droops the jaw drops i'm like i look at her like so this is what you're doing to your mother you're a socialist now <laughs> you know? i was like i don't know what to do she's a good kid and i and um i know i can instruct her but i was a little taken aback that just being around me isn't enough for her to understand the basics there. And I, uh, and I know she's getting it from YouTube or the electronics that she watches or whatever, because I send her to a really conservative Catholic school that is definitely not promoting Obamacare, if only because it has elements of stealing and killing in it that they would object to just on moral grounds. So, uh, so, so I, and I, I let her use electronics, especially in the summer, whatever. And I set all the filters up, the nanny guard, the YouTube safety, and it screens out all the violence, the vulgarity, the sex, but it doesn't screen out the socialism. There's no like socialism filter, you know, on, <laughs> I can't do that. So I've got this kid who's getting, you know, kind of, and it's just like sitcoms. And it's just dumb stuff that washes over her this emotional uh, uh, feeling about Obamacare. Because when I told her, well, it's not right to take money from some people and give it to others, she's like, oh, they take money from you? I'm like, yes. Or uh, that you can't say no. She's like, oh, they force you to do it? I'm like, yes. <laughs> you know. But I told her that I would address it on the air. I would lay out all the arguments, kind of basic 101, why I object to social to socialized medicine or Obamacare. Maybe we'll make this episode a kind of touchstone if you want to help help me educate the youth. She said, uh, she said oh, yeah, um, instruct the ignorant. She said, that's a spiritual work of mercy. So this is the stuff she learns at the school, and I like it. I wouldn't go so far as to call her ignorant, but I do, I feel it would be great if we could take this time, like as a community, and uh, and lay out to help 
instruct the youth or people who just don't even understand the basics of why this is a bad idea and why uh, it's against our foundational laws. I put up, t- I- I'm going to talk about, so I have my top 10 reasons why I object to Obamacare. And I also have a handful of reasons why I think the Republicans do this on purpose, that they've been um, doing it on purpose since the beginning, uh, that they were never going to take health care out of the federal realm once Obamacare was passed, and they could have stopped it, and they didn't. I have a lot of arguments to that effect, but I want your help because I know I'm not going to get them all. And I tend to be a tad theoretical, so we can get some practical stuff going. Uh, so give me a call, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Tell me what what we can put on the record for my daughter and people like her who don't see what's so bad about it, uh, about Obamacare or socialized medicine in general. Or you can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. My trusty producer, Binkley, is here with some tweets for us. Hi, Binkley. How you doing? Oh, I'm great. A little bit wet because of the rain, but pretty good. Well, you're safe and dry inside the studio now. <laughs> so what, uh, what, what are people, what are our tweets saying about helping us make this argument against Obamacare? Well, Dupe Dog wants your daughter to know that taxation is theft through coercion. Nothing is free. Everything the government has, it stole from someone else. End of story. Yeah, that's a good point. First of all, I love the meme, taxation is theft. It's just such a funny thing on the internet. Like, you'll be reading a poem, and like, in the end, rose are red, violets are blue. Uh, <laughs> taxation is theft, and inflation is too. <laughs> I just love that stuff. I, that makes me a, just a, an uber nerd, I know. But I do love that stuff. And, uh, and yes, taxation is theft, and there is nothing that's free. It's always just moving stuff around. It's... In this case, in Obamacare's case in particular, uh, I was listening to Cory Booker criticize Trump for the audacity to let Obamacare fail. And he said the thing that he would do that would be the most bad, the worst thing, is that he would not advertise to get young, healthy people to sign up for health care. These are people who would never sign up for health insurance because it's way more expensive than they could ever need, given how little health care they need. So the idea is it's a it's actually a regressive tax in that it takes people younger, healthier people don't tend to have as much money just as a demographic fact than older people who actually pay more for health insurance and have more health problems. So it's a regressive tax that it gets it it gets the the less uh, the people with less income to subsidize the people with more income. So that's one of my uh, that's one of my big problems with it. I, I don't usually care about regressive versus progressive. I mean, taxation is theft, and that's the end of it. And that is the truth here. But we've got lots more items, uh, a lot more things to tick off. And Binkley, why don't you tee up some more tweets for? Uh, uh, we'll get to some calls. Four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty one eight hundred WSB Talk. Uh, and some more tweets at Monica Perez Show. And uh, yeah, help me help me uh, instruct uh, my daughter and other young people like her on uh, why why liberty is the answer with uh, health care. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. 89 degrees outside the studio, a 6 on the Mellish meter. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. 
And we're talking about uh, the Republicans failed to repeal Obamacare. This was a big week for that. And uh, my daughter, who's in seventh grade, she thinks uh, Obamacare is a good idea. And I could not believe that living with me, she she just thought that and really didn't know anything about about uh, the principles at stake or the practicality. So I told her that I would bring it on the air and we together as a community would instruct her and other young people in uh, in in these principles. So give me a call, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, or you could tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. I'm going to Kelly in Decatur. Hi, Kelly, you're on with Monica. Hi, Monica. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I just want to let you know that I'm extremely proud and very relieved that your seventh grader daughter even tried to begin to understand the importance of Obamacare and why it's not a good idea and that she felt comfortable to come to you and say, this is what I think, and that you didn't shut her down and that you wanted to talk it out with her. So thanks for being a great mom. Thanks for being a good teacher and and just thank you. Wow. Thanks, Kelly. That is super sweet. I have to say, I do appreciate that she's interested. I got some advice on Twitter that I should uh, use reverse psychology, tell her I love it, and then she'll hate it. But I think she's past that stage. She doesn't do that to me. I think she wants to understand, but I realize that it's actually kind of complicated. You have to start with the basics, and, and it's just, I'm not sure kids that age have the attention span for, I'm not sure I have the attention span, you know? Well, you could start, Start with her, like, I don't know if you do an allowance, but start with her allowance and say, okay, you get $10 a week, and 15% of that is I'm going to take back because that's tax, and that's going to pay for Obamacare. That's actually a great idea, and... um and you could really demonstrate the injustice with, like, the other kids, you know, taking some from her and giving it to the other kid. That would be pretty funny. I'll have to give some that some thought. But I do, I really appreciate that, uh, that she thinks that way. And I try to always start with, thou shalt not steal and thou shalt not kill. If I tell them that and I tell them to hold their government up to the same standards as they hold themselves because their governments are their agents, then I think they're going to end up on the right side of the issues. But let's tease this all out. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. It's a man A man Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. I am the Libertarian Voice on WSB, Saturdays from 3 to 6. want to remind everybody this week is the Carathon, the Affleck Cancer Center WSB Carathon. Starts 5 a.m. Thursday. It's going to be some fun uh, programming and so valuable. WSB raises so much money for that cancer center, helps the children, uh, through voluntary contributions. And I go on with Dave Baker and my good friend Krista DiBiaz at 11 p.m. on Thursday. We have a lot of fun. We do a lot of good. I always count on the Libertarians to really break records on overnight donations uh, because they believe in this kind of voluntary charity. So I appreciate that. I'm going to tell you in advance. I know a lot of you are going to listen. Uh, so I love that. And uh, we are talking about 
health care, actually, <laughs> but uh, but not voluntary contributions. We're talking about forced contributions. We're talking about Obamacare, uh, which failed. Uh, the Republicans did not repeal Obamacare. You can say whatever you want. They the every Wall Street Journal article that I read over the past several days. I'm not saying everyone that was written, but everyone I read said you can blame the few Republican holdouts for not giving us Trump care, which is what we really want to need. No, it didn't say what we really want to need. It said destroying the good and favor of the perfect, which you're never going to get. And it's not good. It was not good. The federal government should not be in health care. There's no reason for it at all. No reason for it. So I mean, my daughter, though, just uh, just by absorbing the media message came to me the other day and said, I think Obamacare's good, Mom. And I was like, okay, <laughs> where to begin? So I am asking you, and I'm getting some great calls and some tweets about how to kind of make this show, which I'm going to podcast next week. You can go to MonicaPerezShow.com for that or PropagandaReportDaily.com for that and our and the podcast I do with my producer, Binkley. Uh, and, and I'm going to try to make this show a kind of touchstone uh, uh, or a, a primer for why I, the objections I have to socialized medicine, many of them are moral and principle-based, some are practical, and I want you please to help me. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. I've got my top 10 why I don't like Obamacare. I'm going to give you a couple. Give you two now. Take a tweet, and they'll get your calls. Uh, One, I mentioned uh, already, it is redistribution of wealth, and it's regressive. So it takes money from people who have less and... Young people, healthy people don't need health insurance, requires them to buy health insurance or penalizes them if they do not by taking their money. And then uh, and and in that way, subsidizes older people who do need health insurance, uh, but it would be otherwise more expensive if the healthier people were not in the pool. But also, this is, I don't know if this is like my top reason, but it's an interesting thought. There's this thing called the Hispanic Paradox, where Hispanics from other countries, no matter what country they come in, they're, they're, they tend to have greater obesity, they don't speak English, don't have access to health care, all of these things, yet they tend to live longer than Americans uh, born in this country. And some s- speculate that, that actually ha- being, having too much access to health care or uh, having too much exposure to health propaganda is actually bad for your health. And, I, and the only reason I bring that up is because I notice when they talk about Obamacare, the successes and all that, to the extent anyone does, they always talk about health insurance coverage. They say, oh, we've got coverage up, coverage up. Never really talks about outcomes. Never talks about longevity. It doesn't talk about those things. And to the extent that maybe being over-medicated, overexposed to radiation and chemicals, perhaps that stuff is not, you know, it's not good to, it's good to have some limits on how much access to that stuff you have. I know that sounds crazy, but uh, my mom's ADH has always been super frugal. And, uh, and sometimes I wonder if just not consuming so much is, is a, key to health in itself i don't know maybe that's a little too uh woo woo but let's hear what you have to say i'm going to start with some tweets uh binkley what uh what are the tweets saying well coach jay doesn't like obamacare because of the taxes because it's an invasion of privacy there's less available care there's less choice and most of all it canceled a perfectly good health insurance plan that him and his son had 
Is this, he did all that in one tweet? He was very efficient. What a guy. Can you just read that one more time? He doesn't like Obamacare because of the taxes, the invasion of privacy, the less available care, the less choice, and because it canceled a perfectly good health insurance plan that him and his son had. All right, I'm going to have to take off each one of those over the course of the show. I love the privacy thing, though. One thing that's really unique, in my opinion, truly unique, about Obamacare is the only thing I can think of that requires universal registration. Even the selective service, Social Security, you don't, I mean, they do now when you're born give you a Social Security number, but truly you don't get penalized. Every single person in this country simply must register for Obamacare. And, uh, and I think that could be the number one reason for it, believe it or not, you know, as far as the government goes. So he's touching on that a little bit, but I, keep that tweet handy. We're going to make All sure right. by the end of the show we uh, get to every one of the, those ideas. Uh, I'm going to go to some calls, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Let's, uh, let's do a little rapid fire. I'll give you your chance, but, uh, but let's try to get these points out there for the record for my daughter. I'm going to Richard and Ackworth. Uh, hi, Richard. You're on with Monica. Hey, Monica, I'll just say this real quick and then hang up so I can get your response. But it kind of goes along with what you were just saying. Um, When you have socialized medicine, more people have the ability to, every time they have a pain, go to the doctor and get pain medication. And then we wonder why opioid addiction is, is such a big deal right now. There you go. There's another reason to hate it. Thank you so much. That's very interesting. I will say that, uh, the... The whole drug war, I have a lot to say about that. I do not want to get into it right now. But uh, to have a welfare state is like a moral hazard for that stuff. They, they subscribe it. They control it. They pay for it. And then they complain that people abuse it. Then <laughs> they take over Afghanistan and make sure the poppy fields are growing. I have pictures of U.S. soldiers guarding poppy fields in Afghanistan. I mean, and that and this uh, opioid drives people, you know, if the government pulls back on the reins, drives people out into the black markets. And it's just a terrible, terrible situation. But, yes, this kind of overregulation and then uh, and the reality is they pay for these drugs. And if a natural a, a natural um, limit on how many how many drug addicts you can have, how much drug abuse you can have, how many drugs a single person can do is the need to go out and work. I mean, you'll just if you stop working, you're not going to be able to eat. Eventually, uh, in a free society, many fewer people can become drug addicts than in a society that has a safety net that doesn't require anything more than. Um, uh, just you know, need or asking for it. It's not truly based on disability or whatever. It it allows you to get yourself into trouble and then um, access this stuff. That's what they call a moral hazard. It sets up a situation where there's a bad result from supposedly a good plan. Anyway, uh, I'm going to John and Cobb. Hi, John. You're on with Monica. Uh, hi. I want to help your daughter uh, understand what's great about Obamacare, if you like. Okay, go for it. And you say you say you don't like theft, and you think taxes are theft, and and so uh, 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 taxes are a bill that you pay for everything you get. You get the military. I'm driving on a road right now, so taxes Let are a bill. A it's not theft. What if I 
why why am I obliged to pay that? Did I agree to pay that, or are you forced? Well, enjoying the benefits, it's because you, yeah, you did agree to pay that when you said the pledge of allegiance. You, you agreed to be so, a citizen. You agreed to be a citizen of the country. Here's and my the country problem. Runs well, because of of the ta- because of the taxes you pay. Don't you feel that the contract? I I don't know for sure. I, I'm not sure. I agree with this idea that you've consented to be governed. But if I consented, don't you think that consent was to the Constitution, the actual law that defines... Yep, that, that's correct, and the Constitution has representative government, and we have to have representatives who voted to, 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 to give a, to, for us to pay taxes, but so we the, could have a military, we could have roads, we could have the Supreme Court. Made it very clear, the Supreme Court made it very clear when it defined the Tenth Amendment that the police powers, which include health, was at the state level. Obamacare does That's violate... That's not true. The 13th Amendment of the Constitution allows for the, the, an income tax by the federal government. No, I'm talking about Obamacare is not permitted by... Well, well let, let, me, let me help you understand the, the brilliance of your daughter. Uh, you, you said that you don't, you don't, you don't like uh, theft, that you don't like people paying for something that they don't want to pay for. What do you think happens when a 20, uh, and do you agree that, do you agree that it's a great thing of Obamacare that young people, man, there's a mandatory insurance for young people, they have no, to buy it by law? No, I think that's bad. You, you don't like that. I do right? not. Now, what do you think is going to happen when some 20-year-old falls off their motorcycle with no money and no insurance and no income and is in a coma for five years? I actually think that if people get, uh, received the consequences of their actions, there would be much less actual injury well, you know, so that like if if you didn't have that idea that there was a safety net whether you paid for it or not you would actually experience the consequences and be more careful in your life again it's a moral hazard true. that's true maybe they'd be more careful but we're never going to live in a society where we throw our people in the trash when they make a mistake no that's true and, and because it. because yeah. people would be monitoring it and it wouldn't be an entitlement it would be something you asked for because of a mistake you made you would have uh, charities and volu- voluntary organizations that would provide that. Well, well, what happens, in fact, is that when these young people fall off their motorcycles, or even if it's not their own fault, they have they have a brain tumor, and then they don't have any insurance. I end up paying for it. Yes, I- yes, I will say I I think that it is prudent for people to have catastrophic care insurance, which is not what this is. So, and you have separate risk pools. So every 20-year-old in the whole country, if they wanted insurance against catastrophes, it would cost them next to nothing because they would be in a pool with all the other 20-year-olds. That's what insurance does. That's what it's for. But what you don't want is to put 20-year-olds in the same pool as 80-year-olds because then the 20-year-olds are paying for all this stuff that they don't need, which isn't insurance. It's just a wealth redistribution. But in any case, you don't need it at the federal level. If you, it, There are enough people in every state that if your state wants to swap money around like that, they absolutely could. The problem with the healthcare system to start out with was that it was so highly regulated, the free market didn't operate. But I think our fundamental difference, John, is that you see this system, uh, society as a collective, with the basic unit being society itself, where you, as a society, to decide what's best, can force individuals to do what's best. I, as a uh, individualist, I don't think that's the that's morally correct, and I think my system 
results in better outcomes because the actions, the decisions are, are at the individual level and so are the consequences. Um, but th- this is something you and I will never, ever uh, resolve, I'm sure. Thank you so much for calling, John. Uh, Got to take a quick break. Be right back with more calls um, and uh, why you like or don't like Obamacare on a basis of principles that we can instruct people who are trying to figure this out. This uh, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. 97 the forecast uh, high today, the actual high today. 75 the forecast low overnight. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemade Heating and Air. And we're going to keep taking calls on uh, on what you like or don't like about socialized medicine. Obamacare in particular, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. But just for people who are just tuning in, my daughter is in seventh grade and she uh, doesn't understand what's not uh, to love about Obamacare. So we're going to, for the record, school her. Maybe by the end you'll convince me that she's right, and there is nothing wrong with it. I highly doubt it, but <laughs> let's start. Going to John in Athens. Hi, John. You're on with Monica. Hey, Monica. I love your show. I wish it was on more often. Thank you. Um, my daughter is 12. She's about to be 13, and she's starting seventh grade this fall. And I had this very conversation with her just uh, a week ago. And the three main points I made to her and the three main questions I asked her were, do you think that it's the government's business to tell private citizens that they have to buy a good or a service from the government? To tell them that they have to. That was number one. Number two is, uh, uh, should the government be taking over such a huge portion of GDP? Uh, that's a lot of of the money that's uh, moved and made in this country, should the government, instead of private business, be the one to handle and deal with all that money? And third, generally, you can think that when there's competition in the free market, that that provides better services and lower prices. I am going to address all those things right after the break. 800 WSB Talk or tweet at me at Monica Perez Show.